Welcome to the Late Night Fright, right here on WKMF, Cozy Corner Public Radio. I am Dan, and with me, as always, is my very Bates Motel co-host, Faith. Say hi, Faith. Hi, Faith. Faith, it's January, Mm -hmm. still January, for a little while longer. Mystery Thriller Month has been rolling here on the Late Night Fright. We have had some really good movies, I think. We did Rear Window, Play Misty for Me. We did Blowout. We did Quentin Tarantino's Reservoir Dogs. We're leading towards the big finale, Alfred Hitchcock's 1960 masterpiece, Psycho. But before we talk about Psycho, we're going to talk about a prequel of sorts a modern prequel to psycho faith what is this called please introduce it i know this is one of your absolute favorites i feel like you kind of gave it away already. bates motel bates motel that's right you can check in but you can't check out nope so this is the a and e series based on the novel by robert block and also as we said based on the 1960 alfred hitchcock film this stars vera farmiga of the conjuring fame as norma bates it also stars freddie highmore of finding neverland and the good doctor fame as young norman bates uh this is not the first prequel that we've had uh, to to this story showtime in 1992 i believe did what was called psycho for the beginning in which norman bates called into a radio talk show and told the story of his mother and growing up with her and his mother was played by olivia hussey who was in black christmas we did an episode on that she was also in the romeo and juliet film and she was also in the television adaptation of it from 1990 so she does have some horror credentials to (laughs) her name and uh, i think i think uh, Olivia Hussey is a very good pick for mother. Mm-hmm. I think Miss Vera Farmiga is even better. Even better <laughs> here as Norma. Now, Faith, we kind of bonded over this show, even though I had not seen <laughs> it until seen recently. <laughs> but uh, we we knew each other beforehand. But well, we started messaging over Bates Motel. I was interested in it because you were posting about Bates Motel. This was something you were following. So let me mm-hmm. start off with this question. Uh, And I will say this, I have seen the pilot episode that we're going to talk about and then parts of the other episode that we're going to talk about. So first you dream, then you die is the very first episode of Base Motel. And then we're going to cover some material from Marion, which is a very loose, very loose being the You only watched parts of Marion? I was skipping to the to the parts with uh, Mm. with Marion Crane uh, played by Rihanna. We'll get to that. But um, so I've seen like the two episodes mm-hmm. um what is it about this show that you like so much because you are a dyed in the wolf fan of this show <laughs> so let me let me throw that to you that's a good question i think i've always loved psycho so i think and i've never seen the other what was it called the there were three sequels to psycho okay, uh, well, I've but never the, seen it. <laughs> the last one was a was a showtime uh showtime original and i can't remember if it was 90 or 92 but it was mm-hmm. early 90s uh, they had Anthony Perkins and okay. uh, Henry Thomas uh, of ET played okay. played young Norman. Did you see that. it? 
I, I saw it uh, way back in the day, and it wasn't it wasn't terrible, the best I remember, but it was, you know, nothing on on par with what right. we're going to be talking about here. Yeah, so no, I think I just, I think just the storytelling in this show, and I think the the people that were casted in this are so good. I yeah. mean, they are incredible, and I think they just bring these characters to life for me. And like I said, the storytelling throughout the whole show was just boom. I mean kept you going the whole time i never felt like okay you know this episode's dragging i think it was just so well done having seen the first one all the way through i I completely agree with you and uh let me say this i was so apprehensive about this series when i heard about it i was apprehensive when it was when it was running Mm -hmm. even though i was hearing great things from it and i was hearing you know really nice things about it from you because there's just something about going into something like Psycho, mm-hmm. you know. There's something about going back into that material, right? And you know, it, it just it it kind of puts the the antenna up a little bit, you know. Yeah. For me, I go, why? You know, why are we doing this? <laughs> you know, um, because you know we talked about they had the four Anthony Perkins mm-hmm. films, and those are fine you know uh, some better than others obviously uh then we had the 1998 remake of Mm -hmm. psycho which is a pretty much a shot for shot remake that gus van sant did gus van sant's a really good filmmaker and i I still don't get why he did that you know (laughs) i don't know either and uh it's and so that's an odd movie you know and uh and, I, and he didn't mean any disrespect to Alfred Hitchcock at all. He mm-hmm. in fact, in his mind, he's, you know, making the ultimate, you know, tribute album, you know, right. kind of thing. But uh, and so it's kind of like, you know, why are we going back into this? Why yeah. do why do we need to go back into this? And I will say that having watched this first episode, I I'm you know, I will admit I was wrong <laughs> because I like what they did here. Mm-hmm. I like the way that this is a modern version of psycho they're they're not back in the 50s or or would what would be the 40s or or 50s with you know him growing up no this is a a, a, it's a modern show and i feel like they're completely respectful of the film that came before but they're not nudge nudge wink winking you with it you know and it feels like it's it's actually building towards you know norman bates right you know and feels like the pieces are there yeah you know already for it so um, what did you think of the first episode? First you dream, then you die. I think this episode's great. I've seen it, man. I've watched the series probably four times now. But this episode, I mean, I think I watched it twice just for this. Because I, I don't know, I love this show so much, I just keep watching it. I think it's a really good first episode for for what's, I think they set it up well. For yeah. what's going to come. And I know you haven't seen you know the whole series yet but i feel like it's a good starting place of what to expect and it just it just keeps building and building and i think i I think this is a good building block to start to bring you in you know yeah i uh i graduated from louisiana state university with a degree in screenwriting i was very fortunate to take a class from mary kornhauser who is an award-winning writer she worked on the show treme she uh also wrote a movie called zandalee that uh, Nicholas Cage is in. Uh, she had some funny stories about that, but uh, 
I was I was lucky enough to take television writing from her, and we really broke down pilots in that episode quite mm-hmm. a bit from a bunch of different genres. Uh, the Walking Dead being one of them. Uh, we looked at even things like Star Trek, and you know, from from the whole kind of right. history of television, and but especially you know with this kind of modern television, mm-hmm. you know the way television has taken over what film used to be and mary uh yeah the way that mary would explain pilots and what a pilot needs to do and um not only do you need to introduce your characters you have to set up the genesis of what the show is going to be about Mm -hmm. you know not just plot wise but theme wise so you're juggling it's a lot of balls that are up in the air when that's what she said there you go when you're when you know a great pilot uh, is able to do all these things kind of flawlessly. You right. know, you're not noticing, you know, these things. So right. what I was getting from this and I was I was really impressed with the writing on this, which was which was <laughs> great. So I'm seeing, you know, Norman Bates, but I'm not seeing Norman Bates yet what what he's going to become, right. you know, <laughs> in Psycho. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm seeing the mother, which is great cuz we haven't really seen the mother before. And I'm seeing these flashes of things that I would expect to be there and things that uh, were unexpected. And you're seeing all the callbacks to Block's book and to Alfred Hitchcock's film. You know, they make mention that the father's dead. Mm -hmm. So you see that happen. There's some question. Did the mother kill him? You know, there's (laughs) so it's raising a lot of questions while at the same time kind of hooking you in, even though you're not getting answers and you're seeing them start a new life which is appropriate since we're starting a show here and but uh but you get all of the all the touchstones from psycho you mm-hmm. get the Bates motel you get the house you get you get it all and you're you're wanting more from it that's this is what's so wonderful exactly. about this episode <laughs> were you surprised how good it was I was very surprised at how good it was I was very surprised at the loving attention to detail mm-hmm. that this had. I was surprised that it was not, I, I, I said nudge, nudge, wink, wink earlier. You know, what was so wonderful about this is you're seeing things that are calling back to Psycho in this. So um, so if you haven't seen this, I highly recommend watching this. This is available uh, to stream on Netflix right now. So kind of a brief synopsis. Norman is, how old, uh, Norman's high school, high school age in this. I would oh. say he's, what, a junior in high school? I feel like they set his age 17, Six, 16 or 17 Something or so. Like uh, his father dies. And then six months later, the mother uses the money to buy the old uh, seafarer hotel, I believe is what it's called. And, so. and uh, they move the setting to Oregon mm-hmm. from California. So a little, little change, not a, not a big deal. And, um, so they buy this hotel and they transform it into the Bates motel. And then what I thought was really neat, the property that it's on was owned by a family and they went belly up or bankrupt. So, so then you're getting like into the town itself, mm-hmm. you know, there's an inn. So, so you're getting into some oddities that are going on in this town. And then, uh, you see their relationship, the Norman and Norma relationship, which is really, really interesting to watch. And it's, <laughs> yeah. and it's very, um, uncomfortable at times. Mm-hmm. It, there's a there's a strange sexual component yes. that's not uh, cringy or or it, it's creepy, but it's not uh, overt. Right. You know, it's it's there. You know, I was saying as I was watching it, Freddie Highmore and Vera Farmiga seem to be playing this like a married couple, yeah. but they're mother and son, but they're playing it 
straight like a married couple and that kind of makes it very unnerving exactly. in a lot of ways you i'm know? over here laughing because <laughs> i'm thinking about your message that you sent me while you're watching it yeah you're like did, what did you ask me like oh uh do they do it or something uh, uh, yeah my message was uh <laughs> no are they gonna do it like because i mean this it's what it feels because they feel like a married couple but um but you get like the intrigue into the town mm-hmm. but then but then um a murder takes place and you see where Norman gets it from mm-hmm. and they put the body in the shower. So you get these callbacks to to Psycho and right. to Marion Crane and the Norman Bates, you know, mm-hmm. but you're seeing it in this completely different light, which I think is 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 really uh, I, I feel like it was the best way in for the series. Yeah. So, you know, it's about murder. You know, it's about family. You know, it's <laughs> about these these this weird edible you know, uh, semi incestuous without being mm-hmm. incestuous relationship. And, uh, it, it really, really just well done and, and creepy and, and, uh, <laughs> and terrifying and suspenseful in parts, you know, kind of everything that psycho right, is exactly. in a lot of ways. <laughs> let's talk about, uh, let's talk about the performers here. Uh, Vera Farmiga. We, uh, we've talked a little bit about her on the show, I believe in the past. Uh, she's come up maybe once or twice, possibly. Maybe. Um, but she is, uh, best known i would say for the conjuring films Mm -hmm. and she was also in a wonderful movie that won best picture the departed directed by martin scorsese that's where she kind of came to um national prominence my favorite one of my favorites was uh orphan she was the mom and orphan she was the mom and orphan love that movie she's an academy award nominee for a uh george clooney film up in the air so she's been around for for over 10 years now. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's been working a long time, but we've known yeah. of her for, for a little over 10 years, I would say. And uh, she is kind of odd, kind of weird, uh, kind of beautiful. She is beautiful. And uh, very unique. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we're, we're doing a psycho prequel and we got to cast the mom. Well, who are you going to get? We're getting Vera Farmiga. <laughs> of course you're getting Vera Farmiga. You know? She, for me, she really settles into this material. Oh, yeah. Really, really well. Yes. Really yeah. well. I love her. I think, I think throughout the whole show, you, it's, you root for her, even though, you know, you know the kind of things that she does and stuff, you know, but yeah, know, she's just so good. She plays uh, Norma, the way that she plays this mother with love and care and just the right amount of neediness yes. <laughs> and you see the psychological manipulation happening mm-hmm. here and from the as i was saying great pilots have to do so many of these things and the way that they establish the relationship and the way that she plays the relationship is very caring to him and then manipulative on the other hand in the way that she effortlessly switches between the two mm-hmm. and the passive aggressive aggressively passive aggressive manipulation <laughs> that's going on with 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 her and her son is is really uh chilling I it's know. It, and and it's played out it's not played out in like a horror a horrific or terrifying way but it's very like unnerving <laughs> unnerving know. comes to mind quite yeah, a bit a with word. this show so let me ask you a question when uh i think he wants to sign up for track and she seems very manipulative you know about him doing this and wanting to you know take on something else that's not the motel you get that vibe that she is being clingy toward him 
in that sense or needy to have him there the thing the thing that was impressing me with her was she was playing uh like at least two levels of it because so he comes they want him to go run you know be on the track team he Mm -hmm. needs to be on the track team he needs to be Mm -hmm. out doing things away from this woman because he's a kid and he needs to be out experiencing the Mm -hmm. world and not cooped up in this house with her you know under under her wing literally Mm -hmm. you know which is you know i think it's great because of psycho with the birds (laughs) birds. (laughs) with the birds and everything but um he needs her permission to be on the track team Um, i'm just setting the scene if you if you're out there you haven't seen this uh you know hopefully not spoiling it so he gives her the permission slip but the way that she plays it because on one hand, when I was watching it, I was going, well, she has a point because they're getting this business right. up and running and she does need him. Right. They don't have anyone else. But then the other problem with this is she doesn't have anyone else. And that's what's coming through here mm-hmm. is that he's almost replacing the husband in a way, yeah. you know, and uh, but she plays both sides of it to where you see she's this manipulative, needy woman but you're feeling sympathy for her on one hand mm-hmm. too. And that's on the page. So you do see that. The oh, whole, I see it. Yeah. Because I had a point that I was asking you that. Yeah. Because, well, real quick, it's it's kind of a spoiler to you, but not necessarily. As the season moves on, mm-hmm. you think that she's manipulating him in a way for her own personal need, but she claims it's to protect him. Right. From certain, you know, so it's not for her sake. Right. It's for his sake, so it's always kind of back and forth on who she's doing it for. Yeah. You know? I, oh, that's, uh, I mean, <laughs> that seems to be, that would be part and parcel of this relationship. Yeah. <laughs> but what was great is I was, she's playing it and it's on the page, but then you have to have an actor play that. Mm-hmm. And so she's bringing all these levels to it and she's really good. And, and the way she's switching, you know, she's sidewinding in that. I mean, watch her in that. That's that to me was the best scene in it. Mm-hmm. You know, acting wise was her, you know, getting her way with him and right. the way that she goes about it. And, and you, know, you know, what's kind of special, too. It's like she's so good at this and she really didn't have anything to, you know, Norman. Uh, well, Freddie Highmore can look at Anthony Perkins and kind of see where to play from. But mm-hmm. she can't look at the mother. <laughs> Yeah. Like, you know, how how was she acting? You know, I mean. Blank slate. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of cool that what she yeah. could bring to it. But the other great thing, too, is uh, and see, one of the thing one of the things I appreciate about this show is they're making no bones about the fact that, you know, of course, this is based motel. This is psycho. But, you know, they know where this is going. Mm-hmm. You know, you know where this right. this is going. And so I was watching this scene and. And I'm thinking to myself, of course, this is the woman <laughs> That's going to make him who he is because I can see this woman in his head mm-hmm. in the scene with Janet Lee in Psycho. Right. You know, I can, that's, you know, that's what I can hear. You know, I, yep. of course, <laughs> this is what this would be the way that it's starting right here with keeping him away from people and away from girls, you know, and, and you see that in, in Psycho, mm-hmm. you know, in spades. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a big part of Psycho, you know. Right. And uh, she she's taking over his life here in the first 20, 20 <laughs> minutes of this. Exactly. Know? And then they uh, they commit murder together and they hide a body. And it's like all of the pieces are there for for the uh, for the evolution of Norman Bates into what we see in Psycho, yep. which and I guess that's what I'm trying to say is they're they're not trying to it doesn't seem like they're trying to do anything with Norman that we haven't seen. It's like, no, we're going to get there. Right. And look, this is. 
th- these are the building blocks. Exactly. You know, <laughs> and I think I think she does a wonderful, wonderful job of of pulling these strings and and being sympathetic too in a weird way. Mm-hmm. You know. I know. Um, you know, you make a good point because Freddie Highmore has Anthony Perkins. I'm wondering how much Vera Farmiga was going back and looking at Anthony Perkins and maybe maybe yeah. pulling some things from that. I I don't know. That's a that's interesting. I would like to ask her that. We should get her on the show. We should. So, uh, Let's uh, write her a song. We're right, yes. We have uh, we have Norman Bates, played by uh, Freddie Highmore, who is a really, really good actor. Yeah. He, yes. um, he's gotten a lot of acclaim for The Good Doctor. Uh, yeah, plays, he's pretty good He plays that. autistic yeah. on The Good Doctor. And, Wasn't uh, he a little boy in Charlie he was and the Chocolate Factory? Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and <laughs> Finding Neverland. Yeah. And he's gotten a lot of acclaim for The Good Doctor because he gives this honest portrayal mm-hmm. of autism. And uh, he's a Yeah, fan. I've seen some episodes. He's very believable and uh richard schiff who is in the uh, west wing is is on that show with him and speaks very highly of him and uh he says what a great actor he is at mm-hmm. such a young age. i know he's in his 20s now you know but really really talented actor and uh i would not want to follow anthony perkins <laughs> as, as uh you're gonna play norman Bates. norman bates was voted the number two villain on the afi top 100 <laughs> villains list okay uh, I think he beat out Darth. Va- I think it was like Darth Vader, Norman Bates, and then uh, Hannibal Lecter. It was was the top three. So I mean, that's a that's a tall order for anybody. Yeah. You know, I, I was so impressed watching this young man play Norman Bates because I felt like he was playing Norman Bates and he wasn't playing Anthony Perkins. There yeah. were certain little ticks, mm-hmm. you know, that reminded me of Perkins, but um, it was just it He's was so, so believable. Yeah. I mean, I've always said that. I've always said, man, if I like just ran into him one day randomly, I would just think Norman Bates instantly. <laughs> yeah, he's got the look and he's got the voice and he's got that. He's got the mannerisms and you see it again. I've only seen the first episode. And then, of course, I saw the the loose psycho remake we're about to talk about mm-hmm. that they do in the show. But um, it, it's like all there. Yeah, it was it was so there. Like I, I, I knew immediately who he was supposed to be. <laughs> And he doesn't feel like he's doing an impression of Mm-mm. Anthony Perkins. That's the thing. He's playing mm-hmm. th- this character, you know, yeah. and and, uh, and pulling little things, I think, from Anthony Perkins. And why wouldn't you? Why? I mean, <laughs> because he, he that was something that was right. Yeah. yeah that's a person that, time. you know, you, you, I think you, you need to take stuff away yeah. from his performance. You know, and I don't like awards or, you know, I don't really care about them, but I always said he should have won an award for this yeah. role. I mean, gosh. It's, it's not something that I would have wanted to follow Mm-mm. you know that's it's and it's a and it's a challenge too because of the way that this guy is written because you're in the the fact that he makes him so sympathetic mm-hmm. you know but perkins was sympathetic too as norman yeah you know so yeah. i mean it's all there i i really really enjoyed this episode i i i'm really looking forward to getting into now you have to <laughs> the series because and it was one of those things i had such a week when when i watched this that I was like, I gotta stay away from this because if, because if I commit to it, like, I have things I need to do and I'm not gonna be able to get them done. So there's what fifty episodes yes. of of the series. Yep. So, but again, this I think really sets the stage for what's to come. I haven't seen what's to come. You have seen what's to come. But mm-hmm. uh, it, uh, yeah, I'm intrigued, and you're saying that it does indeed deliver on the promises it that it, that it makes in this first episode. So wonderful pilot episode. So, yeah, very well. So. Um, was it uh first you dream then you die mm-hmm. is the name of this so um moving on because we are uh leading towards psycho and 
they did in fact do a very loose remake of psycho in the fifth season of this show Mm -hmm. the episode is entitled marion that we're going to be talking about there will be spoilers from here on out so i just want to warn you about that if you've not seen the episode go ahead and watch it in fact go back into the episode before it's episode five and then episode six is marion that's right yes And the Marion Crane character appears in both of those episodes. So, uh, And they, they do a really good job of setting the stage for the story mm-hmm. that is to come. They, uh, they take all of the beats from, uh, from the Psycho film and uh, from the Block novel. And she actually works for a company that is named R.A. Block after, <laughs> after the author of, of the book. Um, so let's get into it. Uh, the beats are pretty much all of the same. Uh, we have uh, Freddie Highmore, who we just mentioned, playing Norman Bates, and he does a wonderful job in this retelling of Psycho, reimagining, I should say, of <laughs> Psycho. Uh, then we have the Marion Crane character, and she is portrayed here by Rihanna. Bad girl Riri. Bad girl Riri. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Ella, Ella, Ella. Uh, Rihanna was cast as Marion Crane, apparently because she is a huge fan of the series. And I didn't get it. And <laughs> I didn't like her performance one bit. Because you know, I don't think she liked it. She didn't even watch herself, so apparently she didn't like her performance so either. So let me get into um, a couple of problems I have with this. Okay. So... We just talked about Vera Farmiga. Vera Farmiga is a blonde, and I I meant to make this point earlier, but it's actually kind of more applicable here. They cast Vera Farmiga, who is a blonde. Hitchcock loved a blonde, and Norman Bates famously kills Janet Leigh's Marion Crane in the shower. So I like the fact that Vera Farmiga is a blonde playing his mother. Of course she would be a blonde. Mm-hmm. Of course she would, right? right? And so when I'm seeing Vera Farmiga in that pilot episode, I'm making the mental association back to Janet Lee and back right. in the psycho. Mm-hmm. That's that's where I'm going. Exactly. With it. Uh, one problem I had, uh, as much attention to detail as they were paying to uh, Hitchcock in that pilot episode with the... With the uh, with the rooms, with the design of the hotel, with putting the body in the shower, the shower using the shower, you know, it was so much like him cleaning that hotel room mm-hmm. in in the nineteen sixty film. Why wouldn't you at least have her wearing a blonde wig? Because I feel like that was a big missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. It because again, that was something I'm seeing in the pilots, and then I'm going forward in time. Now we're seeing Norman Bates, you know, right. And it wasn't what I was expecting, and I was really let down by it. Yeah, and uh, here's the other problem I had: nothing against Rihanna, Bad Girl Riri, of uh, of Battleship fame. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she's a very good actress. No. <laughs> um, if you watch her, the scene where she's on the cell phone, she's by herself in the hotel room talking on the cell phone. I wanted to vomit. It was so flat. It was just so flat. Well, again, she didn't watch this because she didn't want to hear her own voice because it was annoying. Yeah. So why do we want to watch it? Exactly. <laughs> My problem is you're you're recasting the Janet Lee role from Psycho. Yeah. The scene with Marion Crane in the shower is arguably the most famous scene in any movie ever made. Yeah. You have your pick. People will show up, <laughs> you know. I'm sure, like, established actresses will audition for mm-hmm. this, you know. 
Um, I have Scarlett Johansson on the brain because she played Janet Lee in um, Hitchcock. Yeah. But I, I was thinking to myself, like, man, like, what about uh, <laughs> what about Scarlett Johansson? Like, so many names, you know, are yeah. just like, why didn't you get an actress? Because what I felt was lacking in this scene, and this is a show about a boy and his mother. Uh, if you watch the scene with Janet Lee in 1960 Psycho, there's a maternal aspect to it. There's a sexual component and a maternal aspect. It's all there. The whole edible thing is there. I didn't feel the maternal instinct from her. I felt the sexual energy and I felt the woman on the run energy, mm-hmm. but I didn't feel the missing component for this. But then they went in a completely different way with it, which was actually kind of sort of maybe interesting, you know, um, <laughs> Because Marion Crane sees the error of her of her ways and, and is, a, is able to get away mm-hmm. from this situation with Norman's help. I do like the fact that he, he empathizes with her in the scene because we're going to talk about this more in Psycho because there's a lot of similarities and parallels between these two characters. But I just wasn't feeling it with the performance from Bad Girl Riri. Mm-mm. And uh, what, did, what did you think of it? No, I'm with you. I mean... Years ago when the show, you know, when that episode first aired, it's like, okay, it's an interesting choice. Let's see what happens. And then you watch it and it's like, I don't get it. And, you know, I, I even read like Rifta came out. They wanted to surprise people and just make it different. And I get that, but it's not good. <laughs> and it, let me just say, too, because you haven't seen the whole thing, don't let that choice determine if you want to watch the whole show or not no no absolutely not because that's the one thing that's just kind of like hmm you know the rest of the show to me i'm like i love it and then you make this weird decision and i don't understand it yeah i I, again and that's one of the things i was talking about you know how i was apprehensive about the Mm -hmm. show you know because why do you why do you want to mess with psycho you know and it's kind of one of those things like it feels like they messed with psycho Mm -hmm. you know here with her and i don't want to i don't want to seem like it's crapping on rihanna you know she she, they asked her to do it and she did it and she did it to the best of her ability i'm assuming that's not it did but it's i didn't you're not an actress i mean yeah it just (laughs) didn't it didn't feel very good i would that is not a a way i would have gone with this especially you know because you got freddie so let's talk about freddie highmore in this freddie highmore has a very un enviable position he's in an unenviable position he's having to play norman bates from psycho we've seen this Mm -hmm. we've we've seen this character in this position you know and i understand he's going through an arc on the series here but we're seeing psycho norman bates now you know it's all there he's really good he's (laughs) phenomenal and there were he he was doing perkins in Mm -hmm. some in some scenes Mm -hmm. here and that's fine I wanted to see that. Right. I, I did. I wanted. I wanted to see it, but it felt uh, completely kind of natural. The one thing I will give this episode is we get to see Norman having conversations with the mother. Mm-hmm. That I like because you can't do that in the movie because of the nature of the film. Right. You can't do that because yeah, that that's gives one it, my favorite parts of that. It of gives that it away because that gives it away. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, I was a little disappointed he didn't uh, he didn't go into the uh, mother's clothes. Yeah, I was I was a little upset. Let me ask you: It's okay if you spoil it. Does he? I'm trying to remember. Does he? I think does so. he dress like a woman? I want to say he. Yeah, I think he does toward the end. I felt a little cheated. It's been a while since I've seen the end of that last season. Okay. 
I want to say yes. I felt a little cheated by that. I felt like I and and of course, and I'm going well. They have more episodes left in in the right. series at this point, so maybe that's something they're building toward. But I did I did feel remember. her taking over his personality. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And I like the fact that he's pushing against the personality, and that and that domineering mother is pushing is pushing in. I like the way mm-hmm. that they had that all set up. And again, that's something that you can't see in the Alfred Hitchcock film because right. it gives away. Exactly. The, the the story you know but uh right. it was really neat seeing that i felt like i was seeing that little missing piece of mm-hmm. psycho you're seeing the the norman part of right. that so yeah. uh but uh no i it, it just i feel like it um it definitely fell short in the casting of of rihanna I think I, so. that's that's one you, you get you get somebody yeah you know <laughs> you, you really do you need to get somebody for that like you said it's such a an iconic moment and and I don't know. It that doesn't feel very iconic, you know, to to follow that that specific you know scene, and then it's, like again, not the not the not to kick on Rihanna, no, but no, it's no, like no. it's it's the most iconic scene <laughs> in the most iconic Hitchcock film. Which there you go, that's that's it, and that's the role, you yep. know. And uh, I feel like I just feel like they they didn't understand what what was going on. Mm-hmm there you know and and i don't like you know she's a fan of the show so we're going to cast her as marion crane they put her as something else you know (laughs) like if you just have to have her in the show and then like she wasn't a blonde you know which i felt like a real disservice to to what we're doing here this whole kind of endeavor because you got the mother set up as a blonde and that's the whole thing you know and then so you didn't watch the whole episode no, I watched the whole episode. Um, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I watched all of Mary, and I didn't oh, watch okay. all of the one before it. Okay. I skipped to the. I also uh, say so. You notice Sam, his wife's blonde. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you yeah. have all these blondes around, but you cast Marion Crane. Yeah. And she's not blonde. And she's not blonde. <laughs> yeah. Huh. And for <laughs> for some reason, sounds like she's from Barbados <laughs> at times. Only at times, though. <laughs> But no, I just I didn't think she was very good in it, and no. uh, that's that's an easy fix. You don't put her in it. That's <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And again, I don't think that that you know specific uh, choice messes with the rest of the show. You know, what I mean. No, I don't. I don't think it would. I don't. I don't think it did. I, I mean, I, I love the whole series, and that just that's that one hiccup that I was. You know, it was just weird. <laughs> yeah. What did you think of the twist? Spoiler alert, because there is a twist, because they kill the Sam Loomis character. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, I, uh, having just rewatched Psycho, I, I I think that was a mistake. Yeah, I mean, I, he it's 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 the woman, it's it's mm-hmm. the woman character, you know, because of feeling affection towards you know any kind of lust or desire or or closeness to a woman that that's bringing yeah that out in Norman because of the domineering mother personality. She can be the only one, mm-hmm. and I think that was. Um, Oh, but here's a question. Possibly a misstep. Was it Mother that killed Sam? Yeah, there's another good question. <laughs> yeah. You know, was he feeling for Marion, so he just completely, like, was Mother taken over, or did yeah. he just... I don't know. You know? I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, because he seemed to be in control of his faculties. Yeah. Yeah. And he didn't dress up. I know. So it's an interesting question. I didn't. I didn't think about I that. I literally and, just thought of it. And I'm, I I'm like, like I said, minute. I'm coming in, you know, with completely cold on yeah. it, but catching the psycho, mm-hmm. yeah, the psycho references. Um, I, I thought it, I thought it was an interesting twist that she didn't die. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought, uh, well, I was like, well, that's neat. 
you know okay okay we were doing something right. something different with it but uh i it, it was it was okay it's uh i would recommend that episode for freddie highmore seeing him do you know movie norman bates you know mm-hmm. variation on that it was really good but uh pilot's really good i'm looking forward to watching the rest of the series and That's i think good. we'll do maybe um we'll, we'll do something more with base motel you know, as, as, it, as it moves on. But yeah. uh, this, uh, as we said, has been part of Mystery Thriller Month, uh, January here on the Late Night Fright. Uh, I mentioned those great movies we talked about, and we did some great supplemental episodes along with those um, with those great movies. And uh, we have one more to go. We have 1960s Psycho from director Alfred Hitchcock. And we just kind of wanted to with the appetite with Bates Motel and uh, kind of talk about you know Norman a little bit and, mm-hmm. these, and these characters, but uh, and I wanted you to watch it finally. Yeah, finally. <laughs> and uh, before we close up shop, I would like to say a very happy birthday to my co-host Faith. It is your birthday today. Yes. Many happy returns, as they say. Thanks. Yes. I don't like my birthday. <laughs> yes, I, I'm not a big fan of mine, but you you wish me well on mine. I did, so thank I'll, you. I'll return the favor, and I got her coffee. Coffee, thank she you. She got me a coffee mug, and I got her coffee. I think we know where each other's <laughs> each other stands. I think so. <laughs> so, do you have anything else you would like to add about Bates Motel? No, I'm just ready for you to watch the rest of the series. I am too. I am <laughs> too. So really Base Motel is available on Netflix uh, as at, at the time of this recording for mm-hmm. streaming. And I uh, highly recommend uh, that first episode a lot. And uh, if you're just curious about it, uh, you can watch the episode called Marion and see see some variations on, on Psycho. And uh, yes. uh, check out all of our mystery thriller episodes that are available wherever podcasts can be found. And uh Get ready for our big episode on Psycho that is coming out tomorrow. Yes. So thank you all for your continued support. If this is your first visit to Cozy Corner, welcome. We are glad to have you. If you are a return listener, thank you, as always, for your continued support. We appreciate each and every one of you out there that is listening. And uh, we will always try to give you the very best show we can, and it will always be a free show. That is a promise. But I want $5 for my birthday from everybody. You're going to get get Tree 50, and you're going to like it. All right. (laughs) Well, until next time, I am Dan. And I am Faith. And we want you to keep your Norman on. That's what I was thinking. What do you think? That's exactly what I was thinking. Let's go for it. I'm Dan. (laughs) And I am Faith. And we want you to keep keep your your Norman Norman on a leash. leash. We'll see you on the other side. (laughs) 